never give in. Never, never, never. I'm going to show you how great I am. I feel I still have room to improve. Still set goals for myself to strive for. I'm never complacent with what I've achieved. You have to fail in order to climb that ladder. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. You want first place, come play with me. You want second place, go somewhere else. Fantastic. Uh, going well. It's pretty damn hot, though. A balmy 25 degrees and about 90% humidity. But, uh, yeah, fantastic damn. that uh, we don't have any floods and we don't have any cyclones this week. Yeah, there you go. You can, uh, every day's a good day and they're better when you're not underwater. So, uh, exactly. Yeah. Before we get into things, I'm reading an excellent book. 100% you're going to love it. It's called Red Notice. It's fantastic the guy's granddad was the leader of the american communist party so he was the biggest communist in america eventually he decides to shove it to the family and he wants to go and be the biggest capitalist in a communist nation which was russia just after the fall of the soviet union so he ends up buying up all of the public shares of all the uh, government companies oil and gas and achieving like a thousand X return in the space of a year, two years, and ends up being the biggest investor in the East. Uh, sorry, in, uh, you know, Russia, Poland, Ukraine, things like this, and ends up getting, I'm at, I'm at the point of the book where he starts getting hunted by the mafia a little bit, but it's all a true story. It's fairly impressive. It's a really good book, a real page turner. And it's written really nicely. So uh, I'm going to give it to you after I've finished with it because it's an excellent book and you'll fucking love it. I actually, uh, I took your advance warning and I uh, I bought it and arrived yesterday and it's sitting next to my uh, bed. Oh, I'm just finishing Ray Dalio Principles. So if you haven't read that, uh, Ray Dalio is the uh, principal of Bridgewater Capital. If you haven't read that book is just everything it's broken down into two halves first half is about uh life principles second half is about business principles and i'm just going through the hiring page at the uh chapter and it's just amazing yeah it's pure gold because if nice. you can distill down things down into first principles then you can work backwards to go what should we be working on would it be unreasonable for us to not exceed if we put out great content on a regular basis each week around the biggest problems of the market in terms of building, building a team, growing a construction company, etc. So if you put out great content, there's a first principle that will help more people, more people get to understand what we do, and we'll be able to help more people fulfill their goals in terms of building a business that gives you both more money and more time. And I think that's a big thing is that most people are only focusing on the more money side. There's a great book by Chuck Blakeman called Making Money is Killing Your Business. And so a big aspect that we focus on is your business maturity date and systems and how they buy back your team. So we want to build a business and a business has people, processes, uh, and it has a great product. So we want to make sure that we've got the right systems for sales and marketing on site and in the office to free up your time and then numbers and pricing. So you can price jobs at a competitive rate, get paid what you're worth. You have a great team that can run the jobs on site, and you have great communication into the office through which to make 
good decisions on how to improve cash flow, speed up work in progress, etc. So brings us a nice segue into today's topic, which is all about on-site systems, and in particular, a quality assurance checklist, and how can you get your guys to step up, work well, even when you're not there. So I think if we have a look at this, talk about the bigger picture first about um, why a lot of building company and construction company owners stay tied at the building site, putting Mm. out fires, getting pulled back into day-to-day, fixed day-to-day problems. Uh, And I think part of it's around a, a mindset, no one can do it like me. And part of it is their identity hasn't evolved from thinking like a builder. If we look at the builder's ladder, we go yep. from survival, stability, scale, and success. And we've got all the skills on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side, rather. Um, so, you know, cash flow, forecasting, clear vision, clear plan. But on the left-hand side, we have identity. So that 0-2 mil is like a builder where you're putting out fires, you're fixing problems. That next level, businessman, that 2 to sort of 8 mil, is where you're really thinking about systems, process, and how do I solve this through a person and a process, not me running in to put out the fire. And lastly, the entrepreneur level where you're creating true wealth in terms of other assets. So yeah, if you could, it's been long-winded, but if you could speak to it a little bit around systems on-site and so forth. Yeah, so quite often we see members come to us and they're trying to do it all themselves. And you know that might have gotten from where they were to where they are, but it's rarely going to help them go to the nut to another level or the next level, whatever that might look like. Most of the guys that we work with are wanting to buy back their time, improve their profits, grow their company, or stabilize it at a level that they're comfortable with and make sure that it works for them, not them for it. So that means that they have to stop doing certain things that got them to where they are and start doing things to help them build that next version of the company. And in terms of the builder's ladder, at the bottom, you're a busy builder. Most people will solve problems with these two things, their own hands. They'll jump in, they'll fix it, they'll get it done. Nobody can do it quite like me. I'm probably the best person on site. All these stories that we tell ourselves, okay? And they'll get their hands dirty, they'll get stuck in, and they'll solve problems. And that's one route to success. But to go to another level and to build a business that is resilient, that's profitable, that's predictable, you're going to have to solve things through the lens of being a business owner, not a busy builder. So a business owner is going to solve problems through people and process. They're going to have find, hire, train, coach, course correct, the right people, and they're going to give them the tools to be successful, the right process. Now, you can invent those processes yourself or you can swipe and deploy and uh, borrow our processes, but the point remains the same. For you to go from being busy builder to being business owner, you're going to have to focus on people and process. And that's what we're going to uh, cover off a little bit of today. The processes that you need on site so that you can leverage yourself from the day-to-day so you can step away from projects on an actual hour-to-hour basis so that you're able to work on the business for a couple of days a week so that you can actually elevate above the company and work on and above it rather than in it day-to-day with the problems up against your eyes like that, not kind of knowing exactly where the wood from the trees are. So uh, what's the title? What's the key system that we're going to focus on today, Marty? So the key system is called the 287-point quality assurance checklist. Before we jump into that, a good thing to basically ask yourself this question. Do any of these apply to me currently? So do I find myself being pulled back onto site to fix problems? Do I find myself firefighting, answering questions, 
putting out fires, etc. Am I wondering why my team can't step up? Why I can't find any great guys? I think a big thing then is to go, if you've answered yes to any of those, is to think, what existing systems and processes do I have that run a project the way that it should be run? So from pricing the job, to site setup checklists, to fixtures and fittings, to scheduling. How do I run a toolbox meeting every Monday morning? Do I have these systems and processes to train someone else, ideally my foreman or my superintendent, who's going to run that part of the project and is going to make sure that things are done the way that they should be each and every time and that there's a good, simple system that I can hand off to someone uh, and 80% done well is 100% awesome. So we need to trust and verify We need to inspect what you expect. And if you don't set up a system for that, particularly a quality assurance checklist, then guess what? The person who cares the most and who is the most vested in the business, i.e. the owner, is the person whose shoulders all that uh, concern and so forth is going to fall onto. Big time. As the business grows, the pressure is going to come on your people and your process. So you're going to have great people, but everybody's going to get speed wobbles now and then. And if they don't have a safety net, they don't have a safety harness to fall back onto, i.e. a process or a system, then when they get the speed wobbles, they're going to fumble the ball, upset a client, timeline, project management, profit. It's all going to kind of uh, be eroded away, that trust, that credibility, that uh, profit margin. So that's why these are so important. And what you said was really key, trust and verify. You need to be able to delegate rather than abdicate and you need to give people a clear way of doing stuff. And that's where systems come into play. So, you know, in terms of the quality control checklist, uh, why don't we kind of unpack that one a bit further? Yeah, 100%. So that's just one of the many systems that you need and your team need on site. Because otherwise you'll have that feeling, well, no one can do it as well as me. The clients only want to talk to me. So if we just run through the core on-site systems that are, are fundamental in making sure that a project gets executed well, is first we need to, need to have a meeting with the guys to let them know how is the company progressing forward. So how does the company win? And the company wins by doing great clients, uh, great clients' work, two time, two budget, and to a great standard. So we need to have a meeting with everyone to let them know here's where the company's going, here's what's expected, these are the rules of the game, how we're going to play it at XYZ Construction, and here's how everyone wins. Then we've got a foreman top 15 task. So everything that the foreman should be doing to take time off you so that you can focus on the $1,000 an hour stuff instead of the uh, carpenter's rate of, say, you know, anywhere from 40 to 75 bucks an hour. So we want to make sure that the foreman is briefed in the pre-construction meeting on the plan, scope work, labor hours, forecast versus actual. He's able to do the scheduling. Does he have a site setup checklist? Can he run a toolbox meeting? Who's doing the construction meeting and do you have that all mapped out step by step by step? How are you controlling your forecast versus labor hours? Are they actually being broken down by stage? Then does he actually know what constitutes a variation or a change order? How do you actually identify it during the week? How do you invoice it? And how do you keep the project rolling whilst getting it signed off by the client in, in uh, due course? Then your subtrades, handover checklists, work in progress calculations so we actually know exactly where things are at, how to run a client meeting, quality assurance checklist broken down by stage, handover checklist to your subtrades, punch out checklist to make sure that you know you reduce the amount of time that it's taken to get that last five percent done and then what is your invoicing process and your purchase order system that ideally your foreman is running in line with your office manager for where exactly the job's going to be 
So that's just a brief subsection of the systems that we have at TPB. And today, we're going to dig into this 287 quality assurance checklist. There's a truckload there. That's why this one's often a really good one to start with, because the reality is, if you get this one wrong, you're going to be pulled back onto site quite a fair bit. And we want to make sure that you're not. You have the ability to manage the business from above it and uh, work on the business rather than in it. And you can't do that if you're always on site. You're always kind of answering questions. So that's why we're going to start with the quality control checklist. And as you can see, we've got like 18 pages broken into a number of different stages. All right. And it's a really simple sort of checklist to start it and use with your team. So I guess if we can be as descriptive as possible, we'll explain this. Like if you're watching it on YouTube, awesome. We'll give you a link where you can download this at the end. That literally is a game changer. And we'll describe it as much as possible for audio so you can understand exactly what we're showing you on screen. Yeah, exactly. So the way that our members approach this is you want to strike out the ones that don't apply and you want to add in the ones that do. If you can get this checklist to 300 points, then excellent, I'll buy you a beer. Okay, send it through, I'll verify it, and I'll send you a beer voucher, all right? If you want to refine it down from 287 points and get it far more, you know, dialed in for your specific stage of the project, then you can do that as well. But the point should be that you end up with a really clear line in the sand so that you're able to hold the guys to account and they're able to understand what is required for each stage of the project. For example, there's nothing worse than you running up to site, arriving, and playing Grumpy Bugger right? What we want to do is we want there to be a very clear expectation level of what is required and what the standards look like for you and your company, right? So not just industry standards, but your quality standards that might go above and beyond that and hit your 287 point quality control checklist. If you don't have that line in the sand, then it's easy for you to turn up on site and be like, come on guys, you know what's expected. That's not to five mil tolerance. That's not to you know, the, the, the tidy standard or the clean standard that we know is acceptable in our company. When this is in place, you can use it as a management tool and you can just turn up the site, you can hold it up and you can be like, mate, come on, we need to be passing this at 95% first time round. I'm going to come back tomorrow and I expect it to be fully updated. Or I'm going to come back later today and I expect it to be fully updated. Rather than you playing grumpy bugger and having this vague esoteric chat about quality, make sure that everybody's on the same page. So I have actually interviewed one of our members, Dave from Hanmer Springs, and I want to walk you through exactly how he uses it. Uh, so he went through in-depth. We've also got an in-depth training on our membership site and also on YouTube and now free Facebook group, uh, Residential Profit Secrets and Profits that you can join and it has a lot of trainings in there every week. So here's what he does. He prints off the exact breakdown that you've brought up on the screen. He adds it to his foreman's pack and he prints off the logo, the address of the build, and they also use any, what are any mistakes or cock-ups that uh, needs to be done that's currently happened on site to bring the foreman up to speed. It's bound, and in that pack, there's also, in the foreman's pack, there's the scope of works, the budget, and the contract. Now, they go over it at each stage. So when we're looking at interior linings, getting the slab down, doing the framing, etc., they go over it at each stage, and they review tolerances, so they might be looking at laser laser levels. Is it is it true? Then they'll be looking at the framing. Is the framing up? Is the bracing sorted, etc. They take a daily log and they take a photo of each stage, and that stage gets ticked off. They then upload it into Builder Trend, so or whatever project management software you're using, so that the client can see it. And the clients are stoked. 
So there's a couple of key benefits. One, it gives your team clear rules of the game, clear expectations for each stage. And if they know the score, they know how well they're going. Like playing a game without knowing the score is like, it's foolishness. But when everyone knows the score, where to improve and makes it way more enjoyable. And as one of our members, uh, Ross, used to say, uh, without this, it was like uh, swimming in molasses. So clients are stoked. They can see uh, any wins, issues, occupational safety, health issues, and so forth. It also means another big bonus is that council inspections fly through because it's done the way it should be. And when you have the inspector coming around each time, it's going to have a lot more confidence because you've got your own quality assurance checklist set up. Now, it also helps with council and manufacturer specifications, improves speed, quality of workmanship, and there's less remedial work or rework that needs to be done. And the foreman, if he can find a way to improve it, just what you were saying earlier, uh, then let us know, the company owner, and we will work that into the, uh, the existing model. It does a few key other things. It holds you accountable and gives ownership to the foreman on each job and we can also tie that project to his bonus based on the quality assurance checklist, the quality, and also the timeliness of the job overall. How many labour hours did he get within 5% per stage? So it helps with work in progress, quality, client communication, ownership of the foreman, and the foreman having ownership of the role is going to be up to 80% of the success on each and every job. How do you start using this? So you really just you sell it to your team by showing them how you're going to implement it on site into a project. And it's a great tool to land more sales at a higher margin because you're not just showing, saying, hey, you know, we do great work, have a look at some of our stuff. You're saying, here's the systems that we have to ensure that this gets done to a world-class level. And it's also a great document for at the end of the job with a client to go through and show them exactly how well the, the job was done. Yeah, 100%. What I would add to that as well is you're bang on the money. It's an excellent sales tool, but it's also an excellent uh, training tool as well. So for example, I would have every single foreman and also some of the apprentices as I'm training them go through it because as the business owner, you've already got so much responsibility. It's actually not your responsibility to provide perfect systems over to the team. Systems... Are, Edit systems are editable, systems innovate, systems iterate over time. And that's why you not often need the person that's closest to the problem participating in some of the improvements of the system. So I would be hand like go through our 287.1, edit it as you see fit, and then hand it over to the foreman and/or whoever you're wanting to train and have them edit it as well. Participation leads to commitment, and the more they can participate in the process of improving the systems on site, owning the systems on site, the better they will understand them and the more they will use them and actually participate and commit to the whole process. So really important that we uh, hand that over so that we can get some participation and get some feedback on it. And uh, the value, there's another phrase that we like to use, and it's that the value is in the planning, not in the plan. If you just pass over the plan to the foreman and they're like, yeah, cool, thanks. I've got a quality control checklist. Like, looks great. So, you know, then something goes wrong. They're not going to fully understand how to pivot the plan and make it work for them, right? If they have participated in the planning, 
of, you know, like these are things that we should look out for at this stage of the build in terms of quality control, then they're going to have a much better understanding of the whole context and scope of, of what is required for each stage. So they should participate in the planning because that is where the value is. The value is not just being given a 200-point checklist, right? The value is in them understanding the checklist and being in a position to improve it, edit it, update it, and own it through a job, right? I mean, that comes from uh, the Mike Tyson quote. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Everyone's cool with the plan until it has to change and they get punched in the face by the proverbial weather delays, labor shortages, material delays, or whatever else goes on on site that's going to throw the schedule off. And if they don't have, have they haven't participated in the planning, then that punch in the face is going to fully send them off course. If they have participated in the planning, then they're going to know how to pivot the plan, improve the plan, and change it to fit the new set of criteria that's going on. So that's another approach that I would use to getting this in, into play with your team. And rather than it just being a, a one-off fizzle, you know, whiz bang, fantastic, to an actual consistent used every stage, every project, pass the responsibility over to the team to use it by having them participate in the planning process of it. A hundred percent. Participation, involvement leads to commitment. And so like this is just one of many steps. This is not the complete solution to productivity and high performance on site. We ran through about 16 different key strategies and systems that we have for on-site productivity. And this is a great step in the right direction. It's easy to get into play. It's simple to take action on. It's going to help massively with ownership and also with um, your sales process, ability to land jobs at a higher margin. If we sum up, build a business, not a job. So systems run the business. We hire and train the people to run uh, the systems. And then we as the owner or the leader of the business, give them the guide rail so they can run faster. And this is one of those guide rails. Second thing, most building company owners, general contractors are working way too hard, going in circles, overwhelmed, putting out fires, dealing with phone calls, being pulled back onto site. And this is one of those key steps in having your team take ownership of each of these aspects. If you get this right, and this is just one part of the whole A to Z of operations of the complete architecture of a successful building or residential contracting company, if you just install one system a week, your business will look massively different over the next 90 days, let alone where it could be in 12 months' time. So it's all about identifying where are those biggest frustrations, which hole should we plug in the bucket first, and this is a massive one for you taking ownership. You can also tie the um, incentive scheme of your foreman to the quality assurance and the productivity on site. Yeah, so get those screenshots of the wins, less fires, less headaches, get your team to step up, happy clients, use it in your sales process. Uh, it's going to be a game changer if you implement this with your foreman and with your team. Awesome. So if you want to get you yourself a copy of this really easy to do available for download or you just need to message us directly and say 287 287 we'll know what you're talking about that's part of the 287 point quality control checklist and we can send that through to you directly yeah easy to get in place easy to get results from one of the first steps that you need to take in leveraging yourself from site getting out of some of the day-to-day operations and putting out fires and so that you can step up and above the business that you've worked on and above without this tool it's a real nightmare you're often pushing shit uphill so here's to your success 
download it below or message us directly 287. We're happy to get in touch and help you put it in place. Take care. Okay.